0: Andy Andrews, you know Allie, Josh, Billy. Um, we're here um, to help with raising money for U-Turn. Um, I'd like to have Josh introduce
1: what that is. Yeah, uh, we're out here at 156th and Pacific at Scooters. Uh, we've been raising awareness and raising funds for U-Turn. We're a new nonprofit. Came out in the fall downtown. We work with at-risk youth in the area, 12 to 24. Um, intervening in uh, gang lifestyles and also prevention. Uh, We're in the schools. We're working with trauma centers. We're in corrections. Uh, Yeah, just trying to uh, get the word out about U-Turn and the services um, and uh, uh, the podcast arcade with Underground Inc. and now Soundtrack Alley has been uh, gracious to be our host for the day and and help us get the word out so thanks for uh thanks for doing that randy yep not a problem
0: and today we're going to be talking about the warriors from 1979 Mm. older movie but uh really interesting it'll be fun to talk about the cast the background and the real life comparisons and of course the soundtrack oh yes and that's why it's all coming up today on soundtrack alley to have you yes, on the show. i have never to be on it. Never had you on the show. This is correct. Um, Allie, I don't think we've ever met. No, nope, so. this
2: is first. <laughs> yeah.
0: I found so many interesting points about The Warriors, and the only way I was able to watch it was through Amazon Video. And fortunately, it was free. I didn't have to rent it. I didn't have to do anything. It was already free. so That's the best. I was like, yes, I can actually watch this film. So, uh, did you know that Ronald Reagan, the president of the United States was actually a fan of this movie? Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> well, he had uh he had even called the film's lead actor, which was Michael Beck, to tell him that he had screened it at Camp David and enjoyed the film, which was kind of cool. So, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it just it was some interesting little tidbits on that i i never thought that he would have you know a president of all things oh watch a 1979 movie yay (laughs) so um it's interesting according to the filmmakers on the ultimate dvd version uh there was going to be a big hit that they thought that it was going to be a number one movie but it had some negative reviews Uh, Because of the word of mouth and a couple of incidents uh, that killed the film's momentum. Because they weren't sure how it was going to react to, say, New York or New York City. Because New York City already had gang problems in general. And they weren't sure how it was going to react to the footage in the movie. Sure, sure. How anything and it just interesting it brought out that gangs were attracted to the film and they had seen that rival gangs caused violent incidents but Paramount they panicked and pulled the movie out of the theaters hmm. and so Lawrence Gordon said the movie was kept going while the studio pulled the movie out and despite this the movie went on not only to be a cult hit but became kind of a timeless classic. It made $22.4 million. And for 1979... That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that's not bad at all. It was interesting. Another thing I found was that the actual film trucks were protected by a real gang called the Mongrels. For five hundred dollars a day. Really? So they paid them five hundred dollars to protect to protect the the tribe.
3: They're they're probably like, "This is so you can protect Uh, us," and it was probably more like, "We're just gonna pay them some money so they don't like try to kill us." Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And one thing that really actually. I found super humorous about the movie with so many different themed gangs in the film. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like one of the main ones that stands out to you right
3: away is the, the, baseball, the Curies. baseball Curies. So Allie hasn't seen this movie, yeah. so she's yeah. kind of like our, we bounce all this stuff off yeah. of, they're, they're dressed up in baseball, baseball uniforms, outfits. they got hats, they carry baseball bats, but, but, but they paint also, their face. Yeah,
0: and... Okay. They don't talk.
3: Yeah, huh. they just smile at you and swing their bat. Yeah, you know they're like,
2: like so like smile creepily at you. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. they're yeah. like okay, well, I'm gonna take yep. you out now. Okay. The way
0: their makeup was, it's inspired by Kiss.
2: Oh, okay. in a way, Kiss. Yeah, yeah, Kiss, yeah. Uh,
0: because I even had it in my notes that uh, they were yep they were created due to Walter Hills' love of baseball. And the glam rock band Kiss. Interesting. So.
2: So did that? There were like so they have a baseball theme gang and they had other like
3: oh, interesting
2: yeah. themed bands. They're,
3: I don't remember the name of the gang, but there's one that they they all. Uh, I think they're all in bib overalls. <laughs> yes. But the <laughs> most important part <laughs> of it is that they're all wearing roller skates. Yes. There's
0: like a roller skate gang. There's a a women's gang they call them the Lizzie's yeah or some Lizzie's yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and there's one first, called the
3: Orphans yeah and yep. they like they purposely like make themselves look like orphans they're look dirty like and kind of grudgy yeah. clothes yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, for for listeners of the podcast and of the live video, you're going to hear people talking in the background, you're going to be hearing noises, because we are uh, doing this live at Scooters of 156th and Pacific, and... I mean, we can't control the people from yeah. talking and stuff. So and if you're hearing things, yeah. that's that's why.
2: And they're making good stuff. so. Yeah, it's,
3: that's <laughs> They were generous to yeah. give us their, their space to be able to hang out, promote the U-Turn thing and, and our podcasts. So uh, anyway, that's all. Back to the Warriors. No, it's perfectly good because
0: um, also this podcast will actually be a special episode that's going up this Monday. Nice. So I'm going to get the editing so done. So you're going to go tomorrow. home
3: and get this thing worked on and post. It'll it. be tomorrow that right. I'll be working right. on it because i got to work tonight. Sure. So,
0: um, but there's so many other types of areas that this film took place. And the film takes en- takes place entirely at night.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, did until all the
0: end. The film, yeah, until the end, you see the sun. But the entire movie is filmed from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Like, when they did the filming, they only did it at night. And the area where they did, they had this big old gang meeting. That was of all the gangs that would show up. Except the orphans. Yeah, the orphans didn't show up because they, they thought they were too cool for it or something. Well,
3: it, it was a thing of, like, when the warriors later run into the orphans, they're like, oh, we're just coming from this thing. They're like, what do you mean you're coming from what thing? They're like, oh, all the gangs were there. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, they, they take offense to yeah. it because they're like, or oh, are they saying that the orphans aren't good enough for it? Like, we got street cred. They're they're, they're considered like a, like a... Like a D level game. Yeah. So,
2: does this have like comedy undertones?
3: No, not no, It's no. really much. serious. It's
2: a pretty serious. Yeah, I mean, it's... just from like the sound of like the different types of gangs, it almost <laughs> seems like they have like a dark you, comedy element. You would element think it, it does it's... not.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's I taken.
3: mean, sure, there might be a few yeah. things to laugh at, you know, just because like it might naturally be funny. It's, it's not really serious. Thing.
0: No? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Like the only. The comedic character I find in the film is James Remar. And James Remar, he's been in... Uh, Dexter. Mortal, yeah. He's Dexter's dad. Yeah. He was in Mortal Kombat, Annihilation as... Um, what's his name? Uh, Raiden. Raiden. He was Raiden. Um, he was in one of the Fast and the Furious movies.
3: You know, he's, he's fairly funny. I mean... Just because he's, like, a cocky, snarky kind of guy. Like a
2: comic relief, almost, but... You know, yeah. No, I mean...
0: Not I, I don't know. I don't know if not I really consider him, comic relief. Not really comic relief, because he's he's a very serious guy. He's just funny, he's because, just, like... goofy. I mean, he's, he, he says he has things that
3: aren't PC. I mean, the, the movie's not really that PC anyway, but, like... He's kind of, like, the rebel of the group, like... He, he kind of like challenges the leader. You know, okay. it's kind of that alpha, yeah. you know, thing. And I, I'd say the other one that would be considered funny is is the the hooker yeah. that starts going yeah. with them. And that's just because she's yeah. like making fun of them, too. like you know, and yeah, yeah it, it's little things to maybe laugh at, but it's not done in a comedic
0: tone.
4: And comedic tone. Okay. Yeah. And and answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot
0: to explain um, in the original yeah. script for the. movie movie, um, Cleon is killed by the Grammissary Riffs. Um, cockies, I don't know who that is in the film. It's hard to keep the names accurate. There, there's a lot of accurate, But there's a lot of killing in the original script, but in the movie, there's only one guy that really gets killed. I mean... And it's at the very beginning of the film, and the warriors get framed for that murder. Right. And so they're running for their lives through (laughs) the different parts of New York at night trying to get back to Coney Island. Right. So it's like a hero's journey. Yeah, in a a sense.
3: And and like I said, you know, uh, he said the film, other than the very end, is all shot at night. Yeah. and I would say it's all in the same night. Yeah, yeah I was it ask, is. It
2: takes place in one Yeah, it's night. I would say yep. for night. the
3: most part it pretty much takes place in real time. Yeah. Like okay. if a movie's 2 hours, it would take about 2 hours from everything that they're doing and involved with to get from
2: point A to point B. It's
3: almost like they're in like a like central park type yeah. area okay. at the beginning. I mean, actually. An and holiday. then they go to Coney Island.
0: Yeah. Um that very uh, scene where all those gangs were at—it um, wasn't Central Park.
3: I, I didn't know that it actually would be, but
0: but it was it was close to it. Um, originally, the real Coney Island gang wasn't called the Warriors, but it was called the Homicides. Huh. And so and, they like, didn't.
2: real life. Like yeah.
0: And they didn't even approve of the fictional gang wearing the colors of their turf and so the wardrobe department had to make sure that the let's see that nobody walked off the set with with wearing those colors sure. otherwise oh, yeah. the actors could have
1: been because there, there was a, a
3: scare of like randy said earlier like of, of real gangs you know intervening yeah um, Interesting. But yeah, like like you said, the hero's journey, uh when they at the end when they finally come and there's the sun yeah. and it's playing Joe Walsh. Yeah. It's like yep. once they get to Coney Island and the sun is out, you know that everything's okay. And the sun is kind yep. of
0: it's kind of that that beaming light of hope. Sure. Right. To yep. show everything's fine, everything's good now. And
3: it's Joe Walsh who's in the city. Yeah. I mean it just the score is is one of my favorite film scores of all time I just love the music of it and then the soundtrack uh, is really cool too it's
0: like a rock rock and roll synth
3: yeah the synth uh, score yeah and
0: it was the first time they'd ever used anything like that and uh Dvorzen who was the director he took a real big risk doing that type of score for the film but it
3: worked it totally worked yeah it's it's amazing uh, and then the soundtrack too is uh, it's 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 like Guardians of the Galaxy in a sense, Yeah, where the the music that you hear it's it's being played over the radio, and the way that like the the, the gang like leaders like the the like the main people that's above all the gangs, yeah. the way they communicate to all the gangs is like, the they radio. send a message to the uh, DJ and the yep. DJ. You know, it shows her up close to the microphone. You just see her lips moving. She's like, all right, boppers. And it's kind of the code word for talking to the gangs. And And it's like, all we can do is play this song for you. Right. And it's like, you know, hey, warriors, you know, you got to watch out. And, like, here's a song. And it's the old song. Nowhere to hide
4: You know uh, yeah. You know And it's like it, it
3: fits really well It's, yeah. it's awesome That's The cool. way they work That stuff in there
2: I really like lo- Like that is cool I love yeah. music So the idea of And I find that uh, Me I'm one of those people That connects with lyrics mm-hmm. a lot I mean I like um, I really like Instrumental stuff too Oh yeah But, mm-hmm. but how you can use um, lyrics to send messages. Yes.
3: That it's is cool. Really it's all cool. done like yeah. to where like a regular radio listener may Wouldn't not pick know. up on the right. stuff but if you're in the gang and you know the code yeah. you know that, that things are going down.
2: That's cool. Yeah. I like that. And
0: yeah. I thought it was really interesting one of the key points I found about the film with knowing that it all took place at night. It mm-hmm. took 60 days. And I guess I I was wrong. It's not 8 p.m. that they started Uh, filming. It was midnight. Midnight to 8 a.m. that they would film to make sure it was completely dark. Yeah. And uh, Mm. I still haven't found where they actually had the big old meeting. meeting. And it's like you see all the people and it's... Hundreds of people. Like, yeah, like, wow. there's tons. so many people there. And it's surprising because it's like, well, where would they have gotten all those extras? Yeah. And part of them were actual gang members. Yeah. That's and, actual gangs. and it was back in 79 to where there was actually, you know, kind of some problems yeah. with that area. And so, you know, that's one of the nice things about being able to talk about this movie for the U Turn fundraiser. Yeah is talking about the effect that gangs had on New York mm-hmm. back in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and how things have changed even over the course.
2: Do you, do you think the fact that they filmed in New York and there was such a gang problem at that point in time that they really had trouble with casting?
1: Uh, Actually, there were newcomers.
2: That.
0: There were to, so it was yeah. a lot
1: of new to the set.
3: Most of them are are no-name yeah, actors. You uh, some of them have gone, gone on again. to do things later on. Like a starting point, but that at, at that point, not not and many you, of them were. Uh, yeah.
0: James Remar was one of those that went on to He's do yeah. maybe the cool. biggest one to come yeah. out of yeah. it. Exactly, because I didn't recognize a lot of the people in that film.
2: And do you right. think they used uh, like no names because of the? Like, you know, the issues that could have arise um, versus like, you know, like bigger stars at the at that time I mean, point did not want to take part or do you think
3: I don't think it was a huge movie like to have that sort of cast and the, the type of movie, like I don't I don't know that they would have been capable to, it to, was too small to get big yeah. big okay. stars. Well the I'm that, not sure about that. That
0: and the fact that like I said before, they had a really hard time with marketing for this film sure, because yeah. they didn't want Gangs to react negatively, negatively to where they cause
3: more violence <laughs> sure than and, and what was in the you film. You know, like I, I was just thinking too, like a movie like Stripes. It actually got people interested in joining the military. It almost glorifies Glorifying that, like it. whoa, like. Mm-hmm. Being in a exactly. gang would be pretty cool, yeah. you yeah. know. So I think I think the studio and and whoever marketing would get nervous. Like, there's already a gang problem, and this sure. could push it even further. Yeah, sure.
0: And so that's why you know they had to keep it very tight, and that's why mm. it didn't get a lot of press because of the subject matter. Sure. And honestly, yes, this film is rated R. However, there are probably only a handful of F-bombs that are dropped. And you I'm know, very careful, even on my show, that I have to keep it pretty clean because I, I don't want sure. right, to right. have to... I'm, I'm I'm not one that will go out and see just an R-rated movie just sure. because. So I'm, I'm very careful. And so uh, with The Warriors, the only reason that... I'd say it's not that bad of a film, is because it's a lot of action and they're moving across New York, and there isn't really a lot of time for them to stop and talk.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so you, it's
1: R-rated back then. I mean, yeah. Most things well, were Well, at R-rated that point TV there was PG and there was, and the there was R. Right. Right. Yeah. There was yep. no middle ground. Yeah. yeah.
2: So do you think that if it was this film was made today, yeah. they'd run into a lot of the same issues?
3: That's a good question. Uh, as as far as like worrying about, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think the so. The gang
0: problem probably isn't as bad in New York as it was back in the
3: seventies and eighties. It, well, it's it's also as... different types of gangs yeah. nowadays. Yeah, it's, 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 it's nothing it's like that. I, I mean, I don't know it's how many. Bad. I don't know how many we yeah. have like those types of gangs though. Yeah. Uh, More theatrical. I don't. I don't know like if it, it would be a major problem. problem. I don't. I don't think so. I think it would. I think it would feel like a different type of movie, though. Too yeah. like, it's pretty grounded. Yeah. It's dark. It's gritty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if if a movie like that today would. Not that it wouldn't be good, but it it, it would never have that same feeling.
2: Sure.
3: Unless it was like on a Filmed more type, right? indie yeah. kind of indie. budget, you know, yeah. if, like Rob Zombie did it, or if <laughs> uh, you know. James Mangold, who did
1: Logan, did it or something yeah, like that. Sure. Like you might get that kind of feeling,
3: but or if other you did than it in that,
4: a
1: post-apocalyptic type thing, it would fit for that. Yeah, and that's where, like, some of the
0: the notes that I was looking at were referring to areas in regard to gang movies, mm-hmm. and one of the movies that it referred to was Escape from New York, because mm-hmm. sure. in that movie, essentially, New York City is pretty much a gang-controlled environment. Right. Uh, because it's... Well, it's Manhattan. It's not New York City in general, but it's the island of Manhattan that they sequester off, and it's by itself, and it's basically like a gang-controlled area. And so that's, that's one of the areas that it was talking about. Um, one of the points in the film's promotion... After the initial ruckus, uh, when it was released, it ordered several bits of voice over for the trailer to be censored. Um, And this was done by placing a piece of tape over the optical soundtrack. And in the trailer, the narrator states between them and safety stands 20,000 cops and 100,000 sworn enemies. Hmm. And the fact that the gangs outnumber the police by five times apparently was considered a security issue. And the words 10,000 and 20,000 were bleeped out with the tape. And the prob- this probably coincides with Paramount reacting to it and saying, hey, we don't want violence mm-hmm. after the screenings for this film. Hmm. And... Uh, One of the unique things about it was they used wipes for their film, kind of like what you see in Star Wars. You see them do a wipe for a scene change. Mm -hmm. Well, they did the very same
3: thing with the warriors. Interesting. So when you watched it recently, I know that there's there's two versions on. You said you watched it on uh, Amazon, Amazon. Amazon, right? Yep. So did you watch the director's cut or the theatrical? I think
0: it was just the theatrical. Okay. Um, Cause it was long, though. I well, mean, it was well, like an hour and 43 minutes. The, so. the
3: difference is the director at the time wanted to put, like, some in-between scenes, like where you said those wipes are. The reason yeah. why they were there was because he wanted to put some sort of... A comic looking like flipping comic Mm -hmm. book pages Uh, in the original movie but at that time there was no money there wasn't a great uh way of doing it that it would look good so then all these years later they did like a i don't know like a 30th anniversary of it (laughs) and they they created some of that and the weird thing that happened with it though was that in doing that like they kind of, they took out some of those scenes that led into the, the wipe and and instead placed it with the comic over it. <clears throat> um, so uh, it, it's kind of neat to have it in there, but not, then you kind of do get two you different some, experiences. Yeah. yeah. So,
4: original.
3: so I just wasn't sure which one. If you didn't no, see it the comics. I had just then, seen it.
0: As it was yeah. probably
3: with the theatrical, which I, I think I and I probably prefer, well prefer it that way a little more because like the the comic thing like the movie looks a certain way yeah and like I said that would be really hard to create that look and then with new technology, technology put yeah. in it it's just kind of like ah, it,
4: yeah. it just feels a little different it feels yeah. off yeah, but but it doesn't really
3: take away from the movie but it just
4: feels a little different
0: and they also had to put in like extra lighting. I mean, of course you would think that on a movie set they would actually have to have extra lighting, but there was quite a bit of light for the film. Mm -hmm. But at certain times when they would do a certain scene, they had to add lights to actually give you the feeling of saying, Oh, (laughs) all right, we need to brighten this up, otherwise we can't see anybody. Sure, right. And sure. that happens with a lot of older 1970s, early 80s movies. Mm-hmm. For one, like I just mentioned, Escape from New York, there are some scenes in that movie you can't see anybody because it's completely black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't spare any budget to have any extra lighting. Mm-hmm. But at least with D'Vorzon, he actually took the time to say, all right, we need to brighten this up like, the scene with all the people in the uh, park, mm-hmm. they had to bring in extra lights, so that way they could actually see everybody there, there. were actually yeah. people there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the film works really nice by the fact that um, with it taking place at night, you get natural light. You get natural shades, and, like, there's a scene where two of the warriors, they come out from under a tree and you see the shade of the tree hiding them, mm-hmm. so that way they can't be seen by the police off in the distance. Yeah. And it makes it feel more real because it's like, oh yeah, that's that's the right type of lighting that it would actually be in the sure. film.
1: Interesting. Old style filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it, it works really well. I, I just, I was really impressed by the uh, like certain things in the the film, like you had mentioned about the uh, the narration for the radio mm-hmm. and the, the lady that would come on. Can yeah. you dig it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Um, there was a a group called Deaf Squad, and they sampled the line "Can you dig it?" Well, for that their was the big thing with, with song. Cyrus, uh,
3: mm-hmm. it It was it was an interesting thing where. You know, Cyrus was like this grand foobah. Yeah, of the he gangs. was like
0: the leader of gangs and in like, New York.
3: It's like he wants to create this positivity and unity, but at the same time, like, it is still gangs. gangs. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he'd be giving this big inspirational speech, and then he'd be like, Can you dig in? Yeah, You know, and that's one of the, the main uh, quotes from the film. Sure. You, yeah. The other, the other main one is the, you know, it's the beer bottles.
0: Warriors, Warriors come, come out, out to play. <laughs> and it's so, it's so creepy uh, in the film because you he hear it. He actually went
3: on to still do stuff too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You hear it before you see him do it. Well, yeah, and you're he, like, what is that clanking? Right. And you think it's like some sort of metal, but it's, it's bottles. Like he's clanking beer bottles together. Yeah. To form that. Next sound, time you're you around is,
3: three beer bottles, put them in your fingers and thumbs and clank them together. Bowling <laughs> ball them, yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, you know, that was one of the things that I found interesting about that mo- about the movie was that you know they used these different things and and then there was a novel. Yep. That they had gotten the rights to in 1969. Uh, they had gotten the rights to the novel to be able to. Use the material of it and to be able to have the liberty to be able to um, do certain things with the film that no. they wouldn't normally right. have right. been able to do. And um, so, yeah. Um, go ahead. Did you have something? or No. Okay. <laughs> really. I was thinking about when I was doing more research for the film, um, I was thinking about the score itself. And yes. Barry DeVor- De Verizon or Dvorzin, excuse me. Uh, he said he always enjoyed creating music, and he never expected to be revered for it. And so it was a shock when the musician, composer, and songwriter found himself being fawned over like some kind of rock god. Really? Through music conferences he attended over the past decades, that he was doing this. And he said, oh my gosh, I was treated like some kind of hero. And um, <laughs> he, uh, let's see, he recalled that his fellow musicians praised for his soundtrack with the work that it was gritty and it was kind of dark and it had this feel to it. But at the very beginning of the film, when you, when you first watch it and you think that you're just watching like a picture, Right, but it's like lights from a uh, carousel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: or not right? a right.
0: Ferris wheel. Yep. It's like a Ferris yep. wheel, and then you hear the music, and you kind of get pumped up because mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, this is kind of uh, cool." Yeah,
3: And my band it's has really used different that that score for our like intro, like oh, walk yeah. on the stage music yeah. <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, nice. and it's so perfect because it really does work. I, 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 I want to say that that was probably like outside of like real songs you know radio songs and whatever like watching a movie see, uh, hearing that score was was probably like the first film score that like really connected with me I'm just like that is cool and like huh. you said it yeah. sets a tone like I'm, I love it like I, I own the vinyl of it the vinyl? And, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, which is the perfect way
1: to listen yeah. to yeah. for Something a film like that, like that. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And That's
0: how because, it's meant to be heard, yeah. yeah. and they'll, I mean, in the movie, you see the radio. Yep, you DJ, see her
3: dropping needle, and she drops the, the needle to for the yeah.
0: vinyl record being wow. played. And and um, one of the things that gets me about, about the song In the City by Joe Walsh mm-hmm. is that my wife was talking to me and she said, That song by the Eagles, it just doesn't really fit with the album that they put it on. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of get that. And then I said, well, they did use it for the Warriors. And she said, oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> you know? yeah. So uh, she kind of could see where they could um, take that, that song yeah. and use it in a film. Because the Eagles aren't really like that. They don't really use, they weren't really a urban brand, band. What? They were more sure. country and uh, folk rock and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but with the score, it's just really amazing that the entire thing was more like rock and roll. And um, it wasn't... Like, it had a little bit of jazz to it. And then there are scenes in the movie where you see uh, the um, the skaters. And
4: yeah, the whole the fight scene of, the,
0: of yep. the skaters. That took six days to film. Really? For them to do that. Really? Yeah. Wow. It took them six days to do that entire... Like it's only what? Not
3: even ten minutes. It's only maybe five oh, minutes scene. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's a five minute scene, and it took I mean, it is, six it is cool six days to do it. Because
3: like that's when they're down in like the, the, uh, the subway, subway area, and, yeah, and you just start seeing someone rolling, oh, right, rolling yeah. around on his roller skates, and it's like what's going on yeah. here? And another one pops and in, you and
4: you realize it's all, oh like, they're gang. Through, <laughs>
1: Why, did it say why it took six days to
0: film? No, it's just it, they had to get the timing right. They had to get, mm. uh, well, because well, it, it was still, still a Subway well, used. Oh,
1: oh I, get, I get and what so you So they said, had yeah. to
0: do it within a certain amount of time, and they had to like make it really tiny
4: coordinate,
0: little cuts yeah. and coordinate mm-hmm. it. and <laughs> All the choreography, wow. they had to get uh, people to be brought in to train the cast how to do the choreographed fight scenes. On roller skates. I'm guessing. Well, not only that, but even the scenes where they're mm-hmm. fighting the Furies, the baseball Furies in the forest,
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in one of the parks, those scenes, they had to choreograph all that movement and all, mm-hmm. all of those fight scenes. And even there's a whole section of the movie where there's four of the warriors that get brought into this other little room with this female gang called the Lizzie's and they think they're having a good time and everything and actually they want to kill them
4: <laughs>
0: so they, they seem nice but they're not And uh, it, it's just really interesting how the LP of the film was brought out and then they released it later on cassette and now it's become kind of a cult classic, in a way, even yeah. with the score, because it's just so unique. And a lot of films did that back at that time. Like, you look at Tron, for instance. Mm-hmm. It was an entire, pretty much electronic score. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I really love scores and soundtracks, and this one stood out to me as being really different from anything I'd heard before and yeah. I liked it I, I liked the score it's very well
3: done yeah I, 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 you know being a, a rock musician like I almost don't listen to the radio or, or rock songs anymore I, I mean I still do but like my head is so clouded with with music all the time that I usually just say, like when I'm in my car, it's usually in silence. Sure. But like when I actively am trying to find something to listen to anymore, it's film scores. Yeah. And, yeah. and Warriors is one of those
1: main go tos. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love scores. Yeah,
2: for sure.
1: Check some. this one out. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm like
2: I'm convinced now I
1: need to go <laughs> listen to it. And then also,
0: if you are a video game aficionado, there was a video I game, play the game back in I really 1995. Want to. That was called the Warriors, and I believe be. they try to bring
3: it back
1: out yeah. recently, or a new version of it.
3: maybe. I'll, I'll have um, to look into it. they, they brought a lot of the cast back for for the, the voice act. Yeah, voice they, do, right, they, right, yeah, they yeah. did all the voice
0: acting um, at the pod or at Pop Culture Exchange. Um, they have, I believe, they have the actual video game there. Hmm. Nice. Um, I have great shot, by the way. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, that mm, agreed. If that's a promotion, that's anything. Pop <laughs> culture it's like, exchange. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Want to be able to go in there. So you know, uh, I've got a few cues I'd like to play play today. Of Okay. So uh, the the ones that I have is like I'm going to be doing two sets here. Um, one is the theme from the Warriors, which is the highlight of the film. And as you've brought out, uh, it's a very kind of inspirational kind of motivational Pump
2: you up theme, type theme. Mm-hmm. and
0: that's one of the main
3: well and it, it starts off slower and ominous and it's
1: like what you know what, what is, is this, this yeah. building PC up to and, and
3: then it builds curiosity. up and it's like yeah <laughs> Maybe <a game>. yeah <laughs>
0: yeah and and then um i'll play a piece called the fight and then the baseball furies chase Now, with these cues, as the title suggests, uh, the main theme for the movie, it plays at the start of the movie, and the tracks also feature a clip of Masai saying, Who are the warriors? Um, I want all those warriors. Send the word. And at the end of the track, uh, there's a noise of the crowd at at the conclave. And this is followed by the gunshot that kills Cyrus and then it conjures up you know, strange images for the film uh, but it, it brings out the theme for the warriors the fight and the baseball furies chase, they're like a testosterone laden instrumental piece mm. um, combining a sinister guitar and a flotting drum work that peppers with a creepy sounding keyboard mm. and so it kind of gets so you so descriptive an yeah, idea.
4: I, like mm-hmm. I mm-hmm.
0: have to do some research. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on, on kind of that feel to the beginning of the score? Yeah.
3: No. I I would agree with all that. Um, I like said. I mean, that it, that it it means a lot to me. You know, just just uh, just as a musical piece in general. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the first film scores that like stuck out to me. Said, I've used it as intro music for my band, you know, to get me pumped up to go up on stage, uh, and that was a Pretty good uh, description
1: of, mm-hmm. of oh, yeah. the
3: layers of the music and whatnot.
1: So yeah, it's a solid intro song. It it it's kind of on par with um, is it two thousand one? The duh. da da, da, yeah. da. Sure. So That was a great mm-hmm. intro music, and this is obviously not the same style by any means. But it's yeah, it's it's one of those. It really get your blood pumping. The, the more it builds up, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff.
3: And so now, well, and because like some of the keyboard work is is. I mean, it's kind of percussive. Yeah, it is. You know, you, you would almost think that like, totally uh, and nervous. drums do come in. Like you almost
0: feel like the keyboards you are know, actually like, th- a drum. Th- th- yeah.
3: But it's it's actually keyboard. The you keyboard know, that's notes. doing it. And right. it's, yeah. and right. it's like they're doing it ah, really so fast
0: cool. huh. to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just really, really well done. So now I'll, I'll play that.
4: second base and trying to make it all the way home.
0: So next, um, I'll be concluding with, uh, so these, these pieces are Ooh. a combination of several parts to that initial piece of music. Um, we have the Orphans, and then Turnbull AC's part one, and then we have a Riff Boss, then Turnbull's AC part two, and then Molotov's Cocktail. I'm not sure exactly what that is. The, I can't remember. The
3: Molotov cocktail? The Molotov, the yeah. Molotov cocktail. Molotov, yeah. uh, there's, there's a scene during the, the orphans when the orphans are like, you know, the, the warriors are like, we don't have any problem with you, we're just trying to get back to our place. And the orphans are like, well, you know what, if you guys are cool with us, oh, we're yes. cool with you. Oh, okay. And yeah. then the, the prostitute comes out, and she's just, like, making fun of the, you know, the orphans. Oh, you're just... And, whatever. and <laughs> yeah. they're just like, we're not going to be challenged by you. And they're like, you know what? You're not coming through our territory. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of she them come out. Toll. And, you know, they're... So scared, the lead they're... warrior,
0: he gets a concoction made, and Well, then... they, it's like
3: they know what needs to happen, and, like, yeah. a couple of them have the ingredients... Yep. and they like pass it along and each one yeah. starts putting things it's together just funny. and they get a Molotov cocktail yeah. throw it in a car explodes it yeah. and then they run off and the yep. orphans, because they're not really that good of a gang anyway they run off. they're just like oh, they get scared <laughs> away. Yeah.
0: so that's that's that whole piece and it actually works very well in the film and you get this like, you know, kind of percussive beat to it and you then you get this like amped up action cue to where they're running away right. and it, it carries you through the music oh, yeah. um, and then, uh, then we have Skater uh, the men's room fight and then finally yeah. we'll have Riff learns the truth the platform and the warriors and the rogues and so with the Riffs they're a huge gang in this film like, they have, like, this whole underground area, and they actually set themselves
1: up kind of like samurai.
3: Yeah, they're, like, in, in like, a, a, a komo- like uh, komodo. Komodos. Like Komodos. Yeah.
1: Okay. Similar to John Wick 2. Kind of.
3: Well, and it's, it's, it's funny, because, like, yeah, they're wearing, like, these kind of classy red mm. Komodo robes. Mm-hmm. They're black guys. They're wearing aviator sunglasses. Like, they, they have a look. Yeah. yeah. And they it's have cool. a specific look. look. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And it's, it's unique because they kind of keep track of what's going on, what has happened. You know, they, they know about the shooting. They know who died. But they don't really know all the details. And so they've been having people do some investigating while they've been out and about and trying mm-hmm. to find the warriors. And at the end, you get someone that steps up and says, hey... I know exactly what happened. I saw what happened, and so they don't tell you because mm-hmm. you know they kind of leave it to the very end to have mm-hmm. things revealed. But it's a very effective way that it's brought out, and uh, these cues really show that amped up action for the warriors, even against the rogues. And in the in the music, you even get the one rogue guy that clanks the, the bottles bombings. together and mm-hmm. yep. says, Warriors, mm-hmm. come out to play, yay. Mm-hmm. Um, another podcast I would recommend to listen to for this very movie is Film Sack. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, it's a great episode, and I don't know what number it is, but they, they're they in the over 300s right now, so uh, you may have to go back a little ways, but uh, it's a fun, fun um episode that they talk about that very situation that Mm. is discussed um what are your thoughts on pretty much the movie in general
1: uh well as far as the score i think the score it's it's great to know that the director and the composer is the same guy and he really he it really felt like they've just they matched each other the energy of the score matched the energy of what you were watching and uh you know, I, I guess it was great for him because he didn't have to worry about clashing with some guy's vision of how a scene he should sound. He how and, he wanted that movie to feel. Yeah, yeah. and he really and, put it together yeah. well. It's yeah, it's 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 something really fun to watch. And <laughs> even though it's a movie of its time, it's still kind of it's a classic, and that's an era that a lot of people kind of wish would be filmed more and whatnot. And it fits back then, but it's fun to watch now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So any thoughts, Billy?
3: It's, uh, it's like a top five favorite movie of mine, so, nice. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know what more, you know, I could say about it, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I love the movie, love the score, soundtrack's great for it, like I said, the soundtrack means something mm, to yeah. the, the movie, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's great, I remember when I when I first got it on Blu-ray, uh... I watched it one night, like before I went to bed. Came back out to the living room to watch it. And uh or yeah, came back out to the living room the next morning, it's like, ah, what am I gonna watch? And I was like, "Eh, Warriors is in, I'm gonna watch it. And it's one of those ones that it just plays right back to the beginning. Like I watched it two times that next morning. So I watched it three times. (laughs) Like I just I love that movie and it's like Yeah.
1: I was going to say, Joe Carnahan, uh, he's a director, he directed like The Grey and a couple other things. Oh, yeah, yeah. He loves this movie. And he fought for a while to do, before uh, the Netflix Daredevil series, he wanted to make an R-rated Daredevil in this era. Yeah, that and, went great. And he did, he, he cut a concept trailer oh, and okay. used a lot of footage nice. from, from this and Warriors. a lot of others. Yeah. And he even had the, can you dig it? In there, there is trailer.
3: a short like fan-made like trailer or something for a Warriors movie it mm-hmm. looks like it could be a I know what you're one. talking about yeah looks great and it's yeah. like
4: whoa well, if like, you it's, not, see, it's not
1: really being if made, you want to see yeah. that with Daredevil in it that's what he did and, oh, okay. unfortunately it got passed up but I, I need to look that up it's though, fun that's to that's pretty yeah. cool yeah it sounds
0: cool well so. I, I'd like to thank Josh and Ellie for being on this episode as well as Billy um first time we've been able to actually kind of hang out I know out Yeah. Do this sort of thing. Uh, I want to do it more. Uh, yep. We'll get an opportunity yep. at uh, O'Comicon, so mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Um, with this fundraiser for U-turn, it's been a real, uh, real nice experience uh, to be able to promote that fundraiser. And um, I, I'd like to thank Jillian Orwall um, for my intro today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got in touch with her a long time ago, and uh, she just composed this intro for me and wow. put it together and... So a new intro Yeah, with this oh, episode. Yep. Awesome. Well, no, actually it premiered with my 25th episode. Oh, yep. cool. Yeah. So right. this is it's actually great. my... This will be actually a special episode, so this will be a 29th oh, okay. episode. So, it's cool. 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 Uh, awesome. But yeah, it, it's something I've been... I was trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at SoundtrackAlley.net um, Email me at SoundtrackAlley at Yahoo.com uh, follow me on my Facebook page. Follow the Podcast Arcade Network. Um, find it on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play. Now I've even gotten a notification that it can be found on Amazon Alexa through Ooh. the Echo. Nice.
3: nice. Um,
0: that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um,
3: so. Alexa, play Soundtrack Alley. Playing. Soundtrack Alley. That was more Surrey, but... Yeah.
0: yeah. But that's Close. exactly yeah. kind yeah. of what it is because you can search for it through the Amazon um, Echo. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And uh, it that's works. Great.
1: That's great.
4: So I'm going to cool. get me an so. Echo just for that. There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so now we can play these, these last cues, the orphans, the Turnbull, uh, the Riff Boss Turnbull Part 2, and the mol- Molotov Cocktail, the Skater Men's Room, the Fight... And see, all these, they have three different sections to each piece Mm -hmm. of music. So it's not really that much. It's more like each is about three minutes, three, four minutes. And then uh, we have the last bit, which is Riff learns the truth, the platform, and the warriors and the rogues. So happy listening. Thank you for listening to soundtrack alley the podcast i hope you take some time to review me, my podcast on itunes and also listen to it on podbean and if you leave a review or rating on there it'll help us get noticed on itunes thank you so much have a good day Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Also, if you want to leave a comment, question, or concern, please email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com and enjoy looking at my blog
4: at SoundtrackAlley.com.